Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Tuesday, March the 7th, 2023 at 11.48 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, Gen Z and Jesus. Today's focus is Generation Z and Jesus, and it will all make sense while we're talking about that in just a few minutes. If you're using the Sermons 2.0 app and you'll look at live broadcasts that are occurring right now as I'm talking, you'll notice that there is a church broadcasting called, uh, see, what is it called? Verity Baptist Church, I'm assuming I'm saying that correctly, V-E-R-I-T-Y, Verity Baptist Church. And if you click on that broadcast right now, you'll notice that it's a youth conference, which is kind of ironic, kind of interesting, kind of cool, because I'm getting ready to talk about Gen Z and Jesus, and there's a youth conference happening right now on the Sermons 2.0 app. So when you're done listening to me, I would challenge you to go watch the uh, youth conference happening on the Sermons 2.0 app, just so that you can see what they're, how they are ministering and approaching and what they're telling and talking to the youth about. I'm definitely going to be um, looking at some of those uh, broadcasts. We may even review one of them or two of them, because I think it could be very interesting and it just fits perfectly. It wasn't planned this way. I just happened to go live at the very same time another church is going live. They are talking to the youth and we're going to be talking about Generation Z and Jesus. And here's the reason I'm talking about it this morning is because I don't even know what time it was. It was early. I grabbed my iPad going through different podcasts when I heard this. On February 1st, the research group Barna released a study showing 77% of Generation Z is motivated by a desire to learn about Jesus in their lifetime. February 8th was the Wednesday when a spark lit at Asbury University. Now, that's all I heard. Now, I know they immediately mentioned Asbury University and the supposed revival that took place there. And I know people are talking about that revival spreading to college campuses and revival spreading across the United States of America. And I know there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of debate about the Asbury so-called revival. I've offered my own thoughts. I, th I think there's a theological issue. Asbury University is founded on Wesleyan holiness movement. That's a major problem. Second, it seemed like most of the revival was just singing, maybe some people giving testimony. There were some, a lot of testimonies where, so uh, there was a lady on Fox News claiming that limbs were growing back at Asbury. I mean, come on, there obviously no proof of that. But then when she tried to describe it, it was someone supposedly had a, a sprained ankle and then all of a sudden was better. Well, that's not limbs growing back. Uh, people saying God told them this or God told them that, extra biblical revelation. So I've had some serious theological issues. Not only that, we we played audio that clearly it seems that this whole thing wasn't as spontaneous as it was made out to be. There was It sounds like there was a little bit of planning that went with it. And so we've had some uh, criticisms, some cynicism towards the whole Asbury thing, but that does hasn't stopped that over and over and over, articles, podcasts everywhere is like, a revival is happening. A revival is happening. 
And you, you can make your own decision. But when I heard this, it wasn't the Asbury thing that caught my attention. It was that first statistic. Let me go back and play it again. Listen carefully to the first statistic. On February 1st, the research group Barna released a study showing 77% of Generation Z is motivated by a desire to learn about Jesus in their life. 77% 77 of Generation Z is motivated to learn about Jesus. Let me let me back this up one more time. Listen to this again. On February 1st, the research group Barna released a study showing 77% of Generation Z is motivated by a desire to learn about Jesus in their lifetime. February 8th was the Wednesday when a spark lit at Asbury University. Now, I, I have so many questions here. I have so many questions here. But let's do this. Let's first identify Generation Z. Generation Z, uh, uh, Generation Z as the youngest generation with adult members born between 1997 and 2013. Generation Z is those people born between 1997 and 2013. 1997 to 2013 is Gen Z. Do you feel when you look at the culture, when you look at our society, do you like, hey, 77% of that generation, they're motivated to, by, about learning about Jesus. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's my own cynicism. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just too negative, but I, I don't know that. I, 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 am, I, am, I am concerned about, like, I'm not saying I'm concerned. I don't know if I believe that. Let me state it that way. I, I, I don't know if I believe that, that study. I don't know. I know it's from Barna Research. I'm just, I'm like, really? So, so this today, for your today's focus, I just want you to think about this statistic that 77% of Generation Z is motivated to learn about Jesus. Do, do you think that there is accuracy? Do you think that is true? Because on one hand, everyone keeps running around. It's kind of, a, we're kind of in a weird situation right now. If you think about where the church is, where the culture is. On one hand, everyone's running around. This is, this is horrible. The culture is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and we're on the precipice of disaster. and We're about to fall into the pit. And, and what are we going to do? And so a lot of people are running around, you know, we got to get politics and we got to get Republicans elected and we need Donald Trump back or what. They're looking for a political solution, but they're looking for a political solution because they believe everything is getting worse and worse and worse. But on the other hand, we hear like revival is happening and well, 77% of Gen Z is motivated to learn about Jesus. And I, I, I don't know. Which is it? Which is it? Like, what, what do you think is really happening right now? If you were to try to describe the current state of culture and the church in 2023, what, I mean, do you think, are we, are we, do you think we're truly experiencing revival? Do you think, do you think revival is really, I, I am skeptical to say the least. I know I keep saying, you know, I, I know I'm cynical. I know I'm skeptical. I know I can be negative now. And this is very important. What I feel is irrelevant, right? Because my feelings are ir irrelevant. I just like a lot of people keep saying Asbury, Asbury, Asbury. And I, I've seen a lot of emotion I've seen, you know, and, and I wish there would have been some people who t went to Asbury 
with a, a you know some device to record and just start asking some of the young people forget the older people who went there because they were curious but just the young people the gen z and just pull them aside and start saying okay so tell me about your religious or your your spiritual life prior to Asbury what has happened now and then just start asking them basic theological questions now i know what some are going to say well you you all, all you care about is facts and all you care about is theology and all you care about is doctrine but can there be true revival apart from a true growing in your understanding of god and scripture can i mean what, what is revival if all it is is emotions, singing, supposed testimonies of things God is supposedly doing, many things, many of the, the claims clearly are not true. Clearly limbs weren't growing back at Asbury. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I saw that clip on Fox News. I'm like, you're crazy. And then when they describe what they're talking about, it wasn't a limb growing back. Someone supposedly was miraculously healed from a, with a sprained ankle. I mean, come on. When you have all of this other stuff going on, it just makes me think, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what's happening. So I almost wish somebody would have went to Asbury and just started talking to these young people, extended interviews, like, t- tell me, so what do you believe? What do you believe about the Trinity? What do you believe about salvation? What do you believe infused righteousness, imputed righteousness? Like, like just some basic things. What, what do you believe about the nature of man? Do you believe we're born totally depraved or do you do, in other words, are, what are we identifying theologically? Obviously, they go to a school that's Wesley in holiness. Do they hold to that kind of an idea of an entire sanctification that can occur after salvation, which basically makes you basically sinless? Like, I, I want to know where, the, where those people are theologically. But 77%. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you feel about that? I would love to get your thoughts today. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I'm going to throw out a couple of thoughts. This is not me being dogmatic. This is me just thinking out loud. All right? Number one, if it's true that 77% of Gen Z is curious and want to learn about Jesus, I don't believe it's going to happen inside the local church. I don't, I, I believe maybe, I think Gen Z may be interested in G, I'm not going to question that. Let's just say if, if it's true, I don't, I believe that their interest in Jesus will not translate to church. I think they, they, they will view the, I think they viewed the church with skepticism, cynicism, they they they're they're questioning the church. They doubt the church. They I don't think they have a positive connection with church. Now there'll be obviously some Gen Z who are raised in Christian homes, and they may connect their relationship to Christ and their interest in Christ with the church. But I believe a lot of this will happen outside of the church. It's going to happen via TikTok. It's going to happen via social media. It's going to happen via chat channels. It's going to happen via podcasts. It's going to happen via. Other, I don't believe it's going to be so much tied to the local church. That's my that that's my thought. I think that that if if the Gen Z is out there and they're curious about Jesus, I don't think they're going to look to the church for the answers. I think that whatever is happening will happen outside of the confines of a local institutionalized church. 
I, I, I really, I really, that, that's my feelings. I could be wrong. I could, I could be so very wrong. I could be so very wrong. All right. So, so that's my first, first thoughts is that if this is true, it won't happen inside the church. Secondly, if it is true, then what can the church do? Even though that may not, uh, it may not translate to them coming inside the local church, what can we do to then try to teach them about Jesus where they are? Now, obviously, I think podcasting is of the, uh, obviously, you know how committed I am to that. That's why our podcast is on every podcasting platform on the face of the earth. That's why we're on Pandora. That's why we're on Spotify. That's why we're on the Deezer uh, music streaming service. That's why we're on YouTube. We're going to be on YouTube music once they start adding podcasts. We're on Amazon music. That's why, I mean, we, we're we anywhere I can find to put the podcast, I, I will put it there. Because I don't think many of them will look, I don't think many of them will look to traditional outlets. I don't. In fact, I'm going to look at something really quick. I think I have the breakdown of demographics for our podcast, so at least from uh, from one app. And now this doesn't give us all of our statistics. Let me look here. Here's statistics. All right. Let's see here. What do I have here? Uh, no, I don't have. I thought I had it broken down by age. No, I know uh, Apple Podcasts is obviously our number. I've got geolocation. Yeah, I don't have it broken down by. Uh, I was hoping I had it broken down uh, by demographics. I think there's one podcast. Uh, there's two platforms, I think, that break it down by demographics. Uh, like, in other words, by age, that, that the people listening to your podcast from is this age to this age. Now, I know the statistics aren't perfect. But I was curious to look. I think, uh, oh, I can't remember. I'll have to go through all the different places we get our analytics and our statistics to see. But I think, I think number one, I, I so we'll just review these really quick, and I just I'll just add a couple of thoughts. Now I'm kind of, now I'm kind of curious to see how how I could break this down so that I could determine which generation is listening to us more. But it would be interesting to see. I think Gen Z is up there, but I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But let's do this. So number one, I think if, if this is true, that 77% of Gen Z is motivated to learn about Jesus, if that is true, I don't think it's going to happen in traditional circles. I think some churches will be successful in reaching a large number of Gen Z, but I think a lot of those kids will be kids raised in Christian homes and their parents are making them go to church. And so if there's a church that can kind of capture that, a lot of the Christian kids will want to go to that church. And then it will be interesting to see how much they're actually learning about Jesus, because I've seen lots of churches that may have lots of Gen Z or even younger have, have, have that kind of, and I mean, Gen Z is a, I mean, from 97 to 2013, you got a wide range there. You got a wide range there, but Gen Z and the, and the next generation, um, I, I, I think that there's some churches that seem really good at capturing the, maybe that younger demographic. But I think in many cases, they capture them. And then when you look at what those churches are giving them, they capture the younger, because we saw this in the 1990s, right? We saw a lot of churches capturing a younger demographic, whether it was youth to young adults to young couples, but it was such, it was all fluff and nonsense. And they, they weren't, in other words, you would meet these people who were going to church, but they, they were theologically illiterate, biblically illiterate, but they were going to church and there was activity and there was praise 
music and they love the facilities and they love the community and they love the and 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 so what did they get so i think there's going to be uh, i think a lot of this is going to happen outside the church and the churches that do capture this demographic i think in many cases won't really give them what they really need that's my own feelings. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. All right. So we have, I don't think it's going to happen inside the church. And number two, I think the church has to ask itself, what can we do to try to reach that generation where they are? Because I don't think they're coming to the church. So then how do you, how do you utilize technology to reach them? And, and you got to be careful because let's say you're using TikTok. I mean, those little short videos, I mean, I mean, can, can you, what can you do there? I mean, what can you do in, in, a, in a couple of minute long video to really start reaching that generation? I mean, a lot other than you can use it to bring them to something deeper. But I mean, how are churches going to utilize that? Uh, typically when churches try to, when they, when they see, this is what I always feel happens is when the church realizes there's the demographic and they're the ones interested in Jesus or something's going on here, the church usually panders to them, right? The church tries to be cool. They try to be hip. They try to speak their language. They try to dress their way. They try to be like them. And it's like, it feels like it's pandering. It's almost like a politician being whatever they need to be in order to get votes. And there's no authenticity. There's no realism. There's no, in many cases, there's no depth. It's just all show. So that I think the church is going to have to find a way to be authentic and real to try to reach them about Jesus, right? So number one, um, I, I think it's very important that if Gen Z is this interested in Jesus, it will happen outside the church. Number two, when the church is trying to reach Gen Z, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to find a way to go to where they are, but we're going to have to go to where they are at the same time, maintaining an authenticity and a realism. So we're not simply pandering or pretending to be something that we're not so that we can look hip, cool, or that we can say, we speak your language. I think that's ridiculous. All right, number three, I think this is important. We're going to have to really pay close attention is Gen Z really interested in learning about Jesus or is Gen Z really interested in taking the Jesus concept? And I, and, and I know Jesus is obviously the eternal son of God, but they almost see Jesus as more of a concept, more of as a philosophy, more of as a representation of something. And they begin to recreate Jesus into their own image. Does Gen Z really want Jesus or does Gen Z want their own their own Jesus, their own personal Jesus, to quote a famous song, um, not for Gen Z, a song for, for an older generation, okay? Depeche Mode, personal Jesus. Okay, all right, we won't go there, all right? But I wonder if that's, because do they really, does Gen Z really want Jesus? Or do they really want a Jesus of their own making? Do they want a Jesus that created them in his image, or do they want a Jesus that they will create in their image? And that is true of every generation who supposedly wants Jesus, because I think every generation takes Jesus and tries to morph him into what they want. You could argue that the older generation, right, many of the boomers want a Jesus that is wearing a Make America Great Again hat, uh, you know, wrapped in the American flag, who is a Republican, uh, they, and who's got three guns. They, that's the Jesus they want. So you could say boomers, in many cases, who want Jesus have taken Jesus really as simply a symbol of their political and uh, ambitions. He he just he's the he's the 
person that they use to ex- to justify their political longings. Well, that that is of no value. So I don't think Gen Z is the first generation that would try to do this. But if we have a Gen Z, like it's going to be weird. You're going to have the boomer Jesus and then the Gen Z Jesus. So if 77% of Gen Z wants to learn about Jesus, I think it will happen outside of the church. Number two, the church has to find a way to reach them. But doing so, we have to be in a way that's real, that that's, that's, genuine that's that's real that's authentic where we don't and we really actually teach them about Jesus and number 3 we're going to have to look to see does gen z really want Jesus or do they see Jesus as somehow a a symbol a something that they're going to try to create into their own image now a lot of people think revivals going on i am i am skeptical 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 i am skeptical i am skeptical let me let me ask you this question it by the end of 2023 let me just ask this question but if we get to the end of 2023 and if churches continue to decline now, now, oh, this, this could be, this could, we could ask this question. Is it, do you think it can be legitimate revival? And the re- legitimate revival happens outside of the church and never enters inside the church. Would that be a legitimate revival? I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a good, I think that's a good question to ask. I think that's a good question to consider. But when we get to the end of 2023, if the church ha- is st- continuing its decline and attendance and membership and all of the other problems churches are having, if that continues on a downward decline, but if we look around and people are just as theologically and biblically illiterate, doesn't matter how many emotional experiences they had, doesn't matter how much they cried, how much they sang, how excited they got, would you still think revival occurred if by the end of 2023, it's... It's a lot of emotional stories, a lot of, of experiences, but people still don't have any doctrine or theology. Would you be just as yay or would you be like, oh, man, what what was this? So if 77% of young people want to learn about Jesus, Gen Z, I think it's going to happen outside the church. Two, the church has to find a way to get to them, but we got to get to them in a way that's real, authentic, and we actually teach them about Jesus and not just pander to them, right? I, I, think, I, think, I think those are some, I think some big issues. And number three, does Gen Z really want to learn about Jesus or does Gen Z looking for a Jesus that becomes, like they, they, they create their own personal Jesus, and I guess you could throw in a number four there if you want that. Do you think if it's true revival, can it happen apart from the church or will it require the church? I mean, obviously, you've got the movie right now, Jesus Revolution, uh, that's, that's you know, making all kinds of money. And everyone's like, see, this is a sign of revival. This is a sign of revival, which deals with the, you know, the the Jesus movement and the the uh, you know, basically from the hippie movement into the Jesus movement and the beginning of Calvary Chapel. And, 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 and there may be some lessons to learn there, but when that was all said and done, I mean, I, I, I don't know. When it was all said and done, what did it look like? Now, the movie's going to, you know, focus on all of the positives. But if someone was to really go back and, and look at it with a critical eye, 
Sometimes when you look at the supposed revivals that take place and then you step back, like you, 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 if you focus in on what's happening at the moment, you see this like, oh, look at this. But sometimes when you step back and you look a year later, two years later, five years later, 10 years later, you're kind of like, well, what happened? So, but when I heard this this morning, I started thinking these thoughts. So I wanted to at least turn on the microphone for the Today's Focus podcast uh, episode and at least give this to you for you to think about. What are you feeling right now in regards to what's happening? I'll just kind of leave it there and you can tell me what you think. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. If 77% of young, of Gen Z are interested in learning about Jesus, I feel it's going to happen outside the church, not in the church. What do you think? Number two, if it's going to happen outside the church, I believe the church has to find a way to get to those young people, right? But we need to do so in a way that's authentic, that's real, that we're not pandering and actually give them something more than just an experience, Nothing more than just, I hate to say it, using them to build our own ministries and our own platforms and our own fame. I think a lot of time when you have people hungry for Jesus, the church sweeps in, and I know I'm adding this to what I've said earlier, and and we see them as a, as a market, like they're the demographic that we can use to build our church, our ministry, our platform. And then, in other words, they just become disposable. We use them for our own benefit. And I, there's a lot of that that happens. Number three, if Gen Z really isn't interested in learning about Jesus, do they want the Jesus of Scripture or they just want to use Jesus and basically create their own personal Jesus? And number four, I'll just throw this in there. If, 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 if revival is happening, is it truly revival if it's a part and outside of the church? Today's focus is designed to give you something to focus on. I've given you a lot of things to focus on today. This is supposed to be only 15 minutes long. We're almost at 30. So, but I missed yesterday. So consider it yesterday and today. There you go. And I didn't do one on Sunday. So I should have done this 45 minutes, but there you go. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Can't wait to hear your thoughts and feedback on this. Oh, and that the clip that I played from the beginning, because I can hear someone getting ready to email me right now. That's from Haven Today. Uh, the podcast is Haven Today. They've been doing a couple of episodes on revival. I doubt I agree with much of what they've said, but that is Haven Today. That is Revive Us Again, episode three, the key to revival. I didn't make it very far. That's what you heard I played for in this episode. That's all I've listened to. So I can't tell you good, bad, but um, I'm assuming they're going to go at it with a much more like this is true revival and it's really happening. I don't think they're going to approach it uh, much from a critical perspective, but um, huh? you can give me your thoughts on all of this. Newsif at yahoo.com. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. We'll be doing some more live broadcasting throughout the day and hopefully throughout the evening. God bless.